Are you playing around without me? I am. I'm cheating on you, Jay. I don't like that. That's not cool. I'm sorry. Pull up a stool and settle it at the bar as we pour you another frosty episode of Gaming on Tap. And now, two delusional guys that actually believe they have an audience. Your hosts, J-Dub and Joey Mack! Hey, welcome to the Gaming on Tap podcast. I'm Joey Mack. And I'm J-Dub. Nice to see you, Jay. How you doing? Good, good. Now that I got this uh, microphone set up, I'm feeling good about it. Good. Yeah, me too, man. Gonna, we actually have a podcast now. Very, very exciting. It's a long time coming. It is, definitely. So... I guess before we get into the meat, which is the game of the day, let's talk about some beer. Absolutely. Let's drink some beer. Let's do it. What do we got? We've got... Actually, why don't you go ahead and do it? All right. <laughs> we've, got an Imperial, we've got an Imperial IPA. Uh, it's called Bottom Cutter from the Bale Breaker Brewing Company in Yakima, Washington. I'm going to crack this open right now. Nice. Uh, there we go. Grab some pine. Yeah, man. Pour it in here. Delightful. Oh, God. Look at the. Oh, dude. Do you see this? The color is like just like kind of like a golden yellow. Pretty light for a, for an IPA. Yeah, I think. I, I agree. Very golden. Uh, got a nice head on there. Let me just give it a little sniff before I taste it. What are you picking up, Jay? Um, I'm, I'm picking up. Uh, you know, it's got a nice kind of citrusy flavor to it. I yeah, I think so too. It is. It, it's like uh, maybe like a melon, maybe citrus, maybe lemon peel. I like. Okay, I'm gonna give it a give it a taste here. Oh, that's good. That is refreshing. This is a nice is refresh. Yeah, this is great. This is a good refreshing kind of if the weather's hot kind of IPA. You, you a lot of IPAs are are heavy. You know, uh, this one's pretty light cheers brother cheers man yeah this is delicious i love it yeah i agree i I, this is delightful does does it remind you anything any other beers out there if you were to compare it to anything uh maybe sculpin ipa a little bit i was actually thinking the knee deep simtra which is another yeah it's another imperial and it uses the same ingredients coincidentally exactly it's it uses the same uh kind of collection of hops that that bottom cutter has which is uh it's a it's a kind of like a mix of citra hops simcoe and equinox hops Um, it also uses yakima hops which makes sense because the brewery is in yakima washington that is correct sir so let me just take one more sip and then and then we can get into the the real deal. Yes. The game, the game of the day. The game and the of game the of the day. The game of the day. What have, what what have we been playing lately, Jay? I can't remember. I'm getting up in age. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, Terraforming Mars is the Terraforming game. Terraforming Mars. Of that, the I think day. I think that's the I think that's the game that we agreed to talk about today was Terraforming Mars. Well, we got that right at least. You know what? I think. Have you been drinking before the show? Well, I think know. that's probably that was probably on the drive probably home. A few beers before you know. the show. <laughs> no, I, I haven't yeah, so, actually. I'm just very nervous. Just very well. You know, there's there's reason to be nervous. All this fancy equipment sitting in front of our faces. That is correct. It's exciting. It is. 
so Terraforming Mars, it's uh, published by Stronghold Games. It's got a board game geek score of 8.4 out of 10, and I am loving this game. Jay and I have played this game, uh, I don't know, four times now. I've played it probably a half a dozen other times with other groups of people. Are you, is, are you playing around without me? I am. I'm cheating on you, Jay. I don't like that. I'm That's sorry. Cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, have other, I have other gaming groups. <laughs> I thought it was just me. Uh, well, you know. You're my favorite. You'll Aww. always be number one. Friendship. So the game, the game. This is this is weird. I thought I know. I, actually, I think you were the one that told me this. The game was based on books, which I thought was uh, was pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this game deserves all the credit. But I got to tell you, uh, right off the bat, I was not a big fan of the visual. You know, uh, I'm a visual designer. For those out there in in Radio Land. Uh, podcast land, excuse me. Podcast land, and uh, you know we're not professional broadcasters, Jay. Well, you don't know. don't don't fool our audience. I've been told my voice has a very Bing Crosby tone, Whoa. but no, I really uh, being a visual excited. person and seeing this game, I was a little uh, taken back. I was I was kind of like, wow, um, you know, it's getting a lot of like great reviews, and and everybody's chomping at the bit to get it. Um, and it wasn't until really I just took the plunge and I bought it. Um, and we played it and I got to tell you, this game was really fun. Uh, the very thematic, um, yeah. it, it delivers on all points. I mean, there's some like negotiating sometimes when you're trying to like tell someone not to hit your, hit your area with a meteor and take out like five of your plants and, uh, there's card drafting and you know, you're, you're kind of working to you know, basically get Mars so you can um, have it be inhabitable. So, um, yeah, habitable. Yeah, so what's what's <clears throat> what's the uh, so we're trying to get Mars inhabitable. What what's kind of the what are the objectives of the game? The, object, like the objective a, is, you know, you're you're reducing the oxygen. <laughs> raising the oxygen. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Why don't you take another swig of your beer? Let me let me let me. I'm going to take another drink of my beer, too. Um, I think I, yeah. uh, I think I think you meant raise the oxygen. You're gonna raise the oxygen, <laughs> and you're gonna. <laughs> I don't know how does the game work. Um, so, <laughs> it's been a while. No, uh, it's been a little while. No, so I, uh, I, yeah, raise. Yeah, so there's there's three objectives, right? There's uh, the oxygen, right? You want to get oxygen to a, a point that uh, people can survive. You want to get the temperature raised up that's where right. people aren't freezing to death, that's and right. then you want to get. Uh, Nine uh, percent of the planet's surface covered in water. So, um, yeah, the game is really interesting in that respect. Where there's really, you, if you want the game to go quickly, you can just, you know, go full force and try to get those three objectives met as quickly as possible, or you can make the game last longer, um, you know, for strategic reasons or what have you, and um, you know, hold off on you know one or two of those objectives and. Uh, and is that your dog? Yeah, it's Chewbacca. I think, I think, I think that. Oh, it's just Chewbacca. Oh, you have a pet Chewbacca. That's cute. Get, will you go get the <laughs> Millennium Falcon revved up? What are you doing? <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> I've got the dog. Oh my god. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I like it. This is this is real, folks. It's real, but real. I don't know. This I, is real. We've got. Yeah. We have pets. Oh There's a dog gosh. running around. Why don't we just make this a comedy show, huh? 
Chewy. Uh, well, I think people are. <laughs> I think people are laughing at us right now. <laughs> people are definitely laughing. Yeah, Just hopefully they're not tuning out. Yeah. Just don't tune out. Well, our voices stick are with set us perfectly. So I don't think that. Would I be promise. Good. I promise. It it only gets better from here. Um. Yes. Please keep tuning in. That's, that's right. Yeah. You know the game. The game does start off a little slow, and I, I mean that's just because you're. You know, at the at the beginning of the game, it's all about building your engine up, right? Uh, and so the the first half of the game is pretty slow. There's a lot of kind of jockeying for position and and tile placement on the board. Um, but once you kind of get past that first half, the game just kind of kicks into high gear, and it's just a sprint to the finish line. And people are scrambling to get as many victory points as possible. It's it's a uh, it's really exciting. Um, I, I love this game. I can't I can't praise it enough. Yeah, I mean, it is just a, a great game. And, I mean, it's one of those games you just kind of, you think about it when you're done playing and you think about it over, mm-hmm. like, a long weekend and when you're at work doing yep. aimless work, you know, you're thinking about this game. And um, it really just is a thematic, involved game that is is realistic in a lot of ways i mean you actually yeah, feel based on like you are a scientist and you are basically kind of terraforming mars um and and it, it, a lot of games don't bring you there you know and especially when the artwork is like all over the place and um you know the trays we can get to that in the next bit here but um you know where you put your uh cubes a lot of games though they just they don't do that um and and they do it more when you know there's a lot of visual engagement and you feel like you're kind of wrapped in the theme this does it in a uh, in a kind of different way i think um based off the mechanics i think the mechanics shine far above the the visual aspects of this game but the visuals aren't that bad i never really looked at it when i was playing and i'm like oh why did they use this 1980s you know, shot from NASA, you know, that someone, Googled. Oh, come on. You know, you know, you were judging those pictures. I was, you know, but, um, you know, because of costs and how much it costs to produce some of these games. I mean, yeah. I think if they, if you, if, if they wanted to, they could have spent more money, but the amount of cards you get in the game and the, in the, in the variations in cards, um, you know, I think they did what they had to, to accomplish the task to get the game out the door. And, you know, there's a lot of st- uh, strategy and strategic planning in this game, but a lot of it has to do with, you know, there's a, a certain degree of luck, right? You may have a strategy in mind, but it all depends on if you get the cards that you need that um, that help your strategy. And if you don't get those cards, it's all about, you know, uh, pivoting and changing your strategy midway through and being able to adapt and, and um, you know, to still try to to get the win. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting, you, you talked about two things that I think are, are, are really interesting about the game. Because of the amount of cards and because you are drafting, uh, a lot of the cards that you pass up, you might never see in three or four games because, you know, you've got to get the cards that work in your hand that you can actually play. I mean, there is times where you will, you know, draft a, an expensive uh, card that costs a lot of resources that you might just grab because you're thinking about your kind of end game um, or middle middle of the game kind of game plan but um, that makes this game really have a lot of replayability and you know again talking about my age I don't know how you feel about this Joe but sometimes I can't remember you know what the card was five cards previous so (laughs) 
um, you know, it, it just it adds a lot to the game. Um, and the other thought I had was the the strategy part is is really interesting because you're you you go into it with really not knowing what to do. Um, and when we played our first game, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this, Joey Mack, but like I I was really behind you guys. You and Alfred, another gamer of ours. Another one of our gamer guys, yeah. Uh, you had your engine going and revving, and I was starting to like get worried. I, I was wondering when my engine was going to be revving and, 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 and built. And what was weird is I actually changed my strategy because I got so scared and nervous. And I would say and like, who won that? the middle of who the game. Who won that game? And then I, I actually won. I came out with the win. You won the game. I know. So it was crazy. This game was strategy, right? It's like you have to change constantly and evolve similar to what you're doing to Mars. So it's just really heavy on, on thematics, which uh, I, we both love. Uh, yeah. Thumbs and up. That's another great thing. That just shows that, you know, even if you feel like you're, um, you know, kind of behind the eight ball or falling behind early on in the game, there's still time to to switch change up your strategy and and win um and you did that like like you said alfred and i were you know we had our engines built pretty pretty early on and it looked like either one of us was probably going to win at the end but you just crept up from behind and and took it it was it was awesome and it was like one of those wins where you kind of don't know where you sit until you start realizing that like wow you know i'm getting close and yeah and you get to that point too where do I keep playing because I want to keep playing the game, or do I try to end the game quick? It reminds me of Settlers of Catan, and they're both totally different types of games. Um, but the reason I say this, um, aside from the the hex pieces that you place on the board, is the game. I don't know if you remember, but the one of the big reasons why you won that game was because you were able to nab a couple of awards and milestones. And just like Catan, I think in Catan, a lot of the times at the end of the game, it comes down to the person that can kind of sneak in from behind and get that well-timed either longest road or largest army, you know, get those additional points and just steal the game right at the end. So I could totally see that. Like, uh, oh, wait a second. I think I remember uh, what game <laughs> it reminded me of. And, uh, <laughs> it reminded me of... Um, uh, Android Netrunner. Ah, Android Netrunner. Because That's you're right. activating cards. <clears throat> excuse me. Because you're activating cards. Uh, excuse me. And you're doing card drafting, and you have constraints on some of those cards, uh, and it it really comes down to playing those cards at the right time. So, Android Netrunner. Now that my memory came back, uh, is what I feel is almost identical. Um, to uh, terraforming Mars, but I got to be honest with you, terraforming Mars, you don't have to do card collection. You don't have to spend a ton of money. So, so final thoughts. What, what are you? Uh, what are your final thoughts on terraforming Mars before we move on? Oh, actually, before we move on, there is one thing, and I think you you you've alluded to it earlier. What the one little nit we have about the game, and I, and it's I think we have the same nit. Oh yes. I'm going to let you go talk to that because um, I think you solved the problem. Yeah, well, we both solved the problem. Yes. It's the player mats. So if you get this game, just let, letting you, if you haven't played Terraforming Mars and you're planning on picking it up, 
definitely look into getting some aftermarket player mats. The player mats that it comes with, they're just little cardboard mats, and you're, you're basically placing cubes to represent kind of your your status on each of these uh, things that you're collecting, right? Different, different uh, resources that you're collecting. You barely touch that player mat, and all your cubes just fly all over the place, and now you're, oh, wait, was this on two? Was this on three? Was this on one? So it's really, really frustrating. And that would be my only nit about that game. I played the game one time with the player mats that came with the game. And I immediately, the next day, I went out and bought a third party player mat. And I think you did the same thing, Jay. Yeah, I went with the gamer trays. And Joey Mack went with these plexiglass uh, tray containers that you have to wear rubbers to put, put it together so you don't get miscellaneous errors in between the plexi. <laughs> Yeah, so I got mine from a guy off of Etsy, and I think they were nine bucks a piece. So they're a little expensive. They're a little bit heavy, but they're well, well worth it. Uh, the ones that Jay picked up, I think, are a little bit less expensive, and they're lighter. So if you're looking for something that isn't going to weigh your box down, get the ones that Jay... And what what, what kind did you get, Jay? Uh, game trays. They're, it's a molded plastic kind of loose material that's um, not loose. <laughs> Uh, pliable material so it's really flimsy um, but it's really it's great because you can stack them and put them right in the box and they're a lot lighter um, but you're gonna have a little bit of friction when you kind of move them around on the table because they're holding the cube so they're probably not going to be as solid and secure as Joey Max trays that he got the, the, the plexiglass trays yeah, the plexiglass. but either one I definitely pick up some some aftermarket player trays because and support Etsy and support Etsy, yeah, for sure. I'll, we'll have links in the uh, on our website, gamingontap.com. Just go to this episode, and I'll have all the links for where you can buy those player mats. So with that said, final thoughts on Terraforming Mars. I'm going to give it two Mars bars up. <laughs> two Mar- Are we going to try to come up with like some sort of uh, gaming on tap like rating scheme? Yes. Like, actually, I was joking. What? I'm going to say two pints up. <laughs> two pints. Okay. Are we going to go with pints? Ah! I don't think we've ever discussed this before. I, let's do Wanna it go now. With pints? Two pints. Okay. So so how many pints total? Are we doing like out of five pints? Well, you got half pints. pints. You got, you know, maybe it's, is it, is it, maybe it's an empty. Is it like two? Maybe it's a. Is it like two, two thumbs up? Actually, what is it? you what? know what's kind of weird about this and a little bit ironic what's that is if you think about pints two pints up right two pints up yeah what does that mean actually doesn't that mean that you don't like your but you don't like your beer because i was thinking what if you're half glass or what if you're an empty glass that actually means that it was a delightful drink oh you're right so it's empty oh you're right or or it could be half it could be half full I think I say we go two pints like you're double fisting it, right? Like if you really right. like the beer, you're holding like two pints in your hand. Two pints up. Two pints up. I'm going to give this two pints up also. I love this game. I love this game as well. And more importantly, I love this beer. And, and J-Dub, I-, I love that you love this beer. But uh, before we continue, I just want to take a moment, give a shout out, and uh, thank the fine people over at Tascam for providing us with all of our recording equipment. So uh, if you're looking for some audio hardware, if you're a, a musician, uh, a singer, a podcaster, definitely check them out. They've got some really 
awesome products. Absolutely. This equipment is phenomenal. I mean, I don't think we could have yeah. asked for anything more. But quality is key when you're doing these recordings and uh, having the best equipment supporting mm -hmm. you and behind you uh, is really important. So thank you again. I am truly yes. grateful, Tazcam. We are grateful. So, J-Dub, now that uh, Gen Con has recently come and gone, what's on your radar? You got anything? Uh, you looking at anything? Got your eye on anything these days? So, you know, this year's Gen Con was just... For me, there wasn't a whole lot of games that I was really interested in, um, but there are some. And, and one that I can just think of right off the top of my head that I'm really excited about um, would have to be Photosynthesis. Uh, this mm. game looks amazing. It's an abstract game. And, you know, essentially you are planting seeds um, and growing trees, and you've got the sunlight that's revolving around the board. Um, and the goal is to, you know, grow your tree from seedling to full grown. Um, and then, you know, try to avoid the shadows cause you don't get any power from shadows, right? Uh, Photosynthesis. So you yeah. You know, I, I don't normally play abstract games. Uh, Joey Mac, I, you haven't really played that many abstract games either. I mean, I think no. Ancala is maybe the one abstract game that I played back in the Dizzy, but mm -hmm. that's right, folks. Dizzy. The dizzy. Get, getting all urban on y'all. A dibble dabble do a scrabble board for you. Um, but for Rizil, sorry. For Rizil. <laughs> Got to get rid of those snoopisms. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this one. It looks beautiful. It looks uh, like a game that's really thematic but abstract. So I'm looking forward to this one. What about you, Joey Mac? What are you looking forward to? I Based am off of actually. What came out at Gen Con. I'm going to use this opportunity to not talk about Gen Con. But uh, I want to talk about a game that I'm never actually going to ever be able to own. Whoa. Whoa. So, yeah, I just... Whoa! Just the other day, I read a story on Nerdist about this guy, Steven Richter. He's a woodworker and a sculptor, and he's created a one-of-a-kind, screen-accurate replica of the Jumanji board game. Whoa, no way. Yes, way. Dude, it is seriously epic. It took him seven months to complete the project. Uh, and it's a work of art. I'm telling you, it is beautiful. I would love to own this. He he has an Etsy, but he's not selling it. He says he's not planning sell, he's not planning on selling it. He's not planning on making another one. Please tell um, me there's pictures. Yeah, dude. Okay, so he posted a, a, a time-lapse video of him building the board game. It's up on YouTube. I'll include a link uh, on GamingOnTap.com if you're interested in checking it out. Dude, this sounds amazing. It is amazing. It tell me is, more. Tell me more. I'm like a kid in a candy store. What? <laughs> that's all. And I've I'm got. a poet, and I didn't even nizzo it. Whoa! It's a. It's turned well, into a Snoop dude, show. You, I know, dude. Hey, Snoop. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> hey, for for Rizzle, y'all. For Rizzle. For Rizzle. Off the hizzy. But uh, yeah, dude, that's that's it, man. I uh, like I said, I will post links on uh, gamingontap.com for you to check out the video. But it is it is gorgeous. You have to check it out. Well, I'll tell you something. Let's go back to Gen Connell because I there's a couple of, there's there's a couple of other games uh, that I just wanted to mention. But one of them is not out yet, and it's kind of bothering me. This this game I've been waiting for, and I'm a huge fan of this designer, uh, Jamie Sagmeyer, and 
Jamie Stagmeyer comes out with the best games. I mean, best components. I mean, just, you know, Scythe was phenomenal. Um, Euphoria, so on and so forth. But this game was supposed to come out, I believe, at Gen Con, and it's been postponed. And I mean, it's going to come out regardless, and it's going to be faster than a Kickstarter, somewhat. But I'm really excited about this one, and that's Charterstone. Um, it looks beautiful, and it's essentially you're building a village, and it's it's going to be a work placement kind of game. Um, oh my goodness, it has so much replayability. It looks beautiful. There hasn't been a lot of posts about the components, but what I've from what I've seen, it looks really whimsical, and I love the worlds that he builds. Uh, similar to kind of Ryan Lockett in that way. Is the art um, style then, is, is the art style uh, kind of reminiscent of Scythe, or is it something different? Like, no, like it's said, totally it's different. So. It's a little bit more whimsical in the way of like kind of cartoony characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that Scythe is whimsical though, in a way of like, you know, future farmer, you know, Russian farmers, and you've got like these mech warrior kind of machines in the backdrop. So, um, that's all I got on this side nice. of the news. Well, that's that's actually perfect timing. I am almost done with this bail breaker. How about you, J Dub? Oh, let me just let me pound the rest of this really quick. You, you know, I'm milking it a little bit, Joey Mac, but I'm getting there. I'm getting down to the bottom of the barrel, brother. Well, I just pounded the rest of mine, and uh, and I think that means that's gonna do it oh. for our first episode. Yeah. I don't know. I got to say, man, I feel really good about this show. I do too, but I got to tell you, too soon. Too soon, Joey Mac. Too soon. Well, uh, really quick, I want to thank everyone out there for listening. I invite you all to come back in two weeks. We've got another fun episode of the Gaming on Tap podcast. Uh, I I believe we're going to try to dive in and give our thoughts on one of our favorite worker placement games. So Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait, Joey Mac. This was a this was a pleasure, folks. Thank you, and uh, please keep uh, checking out our our podcast. And uh, the more the merrier, because we're loving it. Till then, thanks for stopping by the boardroom, and goodbye, everybody. Tapped out. Thank you for making it this far. Today's episode of Gaming on Tap was recorded in the boardroom. Audio equipment used in the production of this podcast was generously provided by our friends at Tascam. Visit Tascam.com to learn more. Our theme song was written and performed by the Cracker Brothers, and you can find their music at ReverbNation.com slash Cracker Brothers. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GamingOnTap, and for all things on tap, visit GamingOnTap.com. Until next time, for J-Dub and Joey Mack, I'm Eric the Announcer saying, Game Responsibly! Game Responsibly!